0: Hello and welcome to the Security Clearance Careers Podcast. I'm Lindy Kaiser, Senior Editor of ClearanceJobs.com, where we bring you all the news you need to know about the intelligence community, defense industry, and security clearance careers. Today, we're talking about a very important part of every job search or career progression, and that's your resume. We have with us Julie Mendez, a career coach and certified job search specialist with JSM Career Coaching. She's also a former clearance holder and the spouse of a State Department Foreign Service Officer. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, Julie.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: What is one of the biggest resume mistakes that you see transitioning service members make?
1: Well, it's the biggest one, but it might be either the easiest or the hardest. Just want to fix. And it's really the mental change. It's not the resume itself, but it's the mental change that you need to do, which is basically you can't think like a government person anymore. You have to think like somebody in the corporate world. And that kind of influences everything going forward. So how you might speak and talk about your work on the resume using specific words. It might just be even how you promote yourself, how you even write the resume and the length and all of those kind of things would play into that government world thinks differently than the corporate world or the non-governmental world. And that's kind of the biggest hurdle I see that most job seekers face.
0: Great. So you've mentioned that being a jack-of-all-trades isn't necessarily a good thing, um, especially for transitioning service members. So why is that?
1: It's really not. And that is a big difference. And that in the government, being a jack-of-all-trades is great because they want everybody to be all hands on deck and everybody pick up anything at any time and just get it done. But that's not how we think in the corporate world. Honestly, I'm not hiring you to be a jack of all trades. I'm hiring you to do a specific role in a specific job. What I'm looking for is someone who is an expert and is very skilled and qualified for that role and that career and those specific tasks. And so in that case, honestly, when I hear someone say, oh, I'm a jack of all trades, everyone forgets that means I'm an expert at none. And so it really doesn't sell you the way that you want to be sold when you're in a job search situation.
0: So do you have any tips for veterans who who maybe need to narrow down that laundry list of skills? How do they determine what is that thing that they're expert at, what they're best at, and how they can highlight that on their resume?
1: Absolutely. That's a lot of what I spend a lot of my time with my clients working on. You know, we might go through a period of self-assessment and some different self-assessment exercises, talking about what your strengths are, what are the things that you actually like to do? I mean, what actually keeps you doing that work versus quitting it and going to work at McDonald's? I mean, why do you want to do that, for example? But we also might look and see what other people have said about you. Have you received compliments on certain things? Are you known as the go-to for this, that, and the other? Maybe you've received commendations or awards on specific skills. And those are the things that you're going to want to pull out and really discuss and decide, okay, even if I'm really good at that, do I still want to continue to do that? Or is that something that I can bring to the table that's in high demand? And even talking with folks who have gone through this before, some of your former colleagues, ask them what it's like out there. What are the things that are hot nowadays that people are looking for? Those can all be helping you narrow down that focus. Yeah,
0: I think that's key what you just said there about kind of trying to find the blend between A, what am I good at? And B, what is in demand in the market right now? Absolutely. Yeah, we see contracts that are cyclical. So sometimes it helps to kind of figure out what, you know, what positions are out there and and kind of search for those as they you know, as they're building their resume.
1: Absolutely. I would hate for someone to spend 60, 50 to 60 hours a week doing something that made them miserable. Um, so definitely, you know, kind of making the balance of what you love to do and what people actually want as well. You can sell a product all day long, but if nobody wants it, they're not going to buy.
0: Sometimes it seems like resumes are a bit like business cards. A lot of people talk are talking, you know, doom and gloom about resumes. So in a world of online profiles... Why are resumes still important? I've been in the business
1: for almost 10 years now. And from day one, oh, resumes are going to disappear. They're going to disappear. And they haven't yet. Now, they have evolved a great deal, but they haven't disappeared. And I don't see them disappearing anytime very soon. First of all, not everything you do is online. You're still going to be meeting people in person. And it's good when you're going into that interview to have that paper document that sells you. It gives someone a kind of a written summation of your strengths and your experience and what you bring to the table sometimes people aren't good looking at things on the computer it's easier for them to pick up things off a piece of paper and you're gonna have to really play into what might be the strengths of everyone even though the online profiles are great and all of these kind of online social media sites are awesome tools they are a tool but not necessarily the only and when you're applying online you're gonna need that resume as much as you would need a profile um, on some of these various sites, because um, you never know where they're going to look to find you.
0: Do you have any opinion on resume format? We definitely, you know, everybody seems to have an opinion on that: lists versus bullets versus paragraphs.
1: There's a lot of opinions out there, and experts love to give you their opinions, like their law. Um, there is, there are no laws, there are no regulations governing how a resume needs to look in the US. But I can tell you, being a member of a resume writing association and talking to a lot of certified resume writers and recruiters, there are a couple of things that you can do to make your life easier. I mean, really, the only rule is what works. If it works, great. You know, as a standard, you don't want anything longer than one to two pages. I know that in the government world, having a 15-page document is considered standard. Studies show that recruiters spend six to ten seconds looking at your resume. There's no way that in ten seconds I can read 15 pages. Um, Even the two pages is going to be a stretch sometimes. Um, So that's going to allow them to really read about the first half of the first page and then they'll skim the rest of your two-page document kind of looking for things to pop out at them. I will say that personally, I personally, bullets. I think it makes it easier on the eye and it makes things, breaks up the information a little bit better. And also when a recruiter is having to kind of skim looking for the things they need to find on your resume, I think bullets kind of highlight those and pull those out a little bit better um, so they can get that information more quickly. Obviously, the quicker they can find the things that they need to find on your resume, the quicker it is that they can pick up the phone
0: and call you in for that interview. And that's
1: obviously the goal of
0: any resume. So how can a person make an action-oriented resume? That's advice we hear a lot, you know, that you definitely want to use active voice and show as much as possible on your resume. But how do you do that? Is it really all about word choice? Are there very clear ways to make your resume kind of show your skills well?
1: So using the strongest action verbs you can possibly find, it's going to help you create that image. Um, that's the technical side of it. Also, kind of when we think about you know, the strategy behind a resume is that we want to help. You know, Everything you're doing in there is to create this mental picture of, oh, my goodness, this guy is so awesome, and look what he's done. What he can do for me, and I need to call him right away. We need them to start visualizing you sitting in that desk in their office doing that particular job. And that's kind of where all of these word pictures and all these kind of Little things that we do, like picking action verbs, helps all to tie into that. Are there
0: any words that make you cringe on a resume? Yeah.
1: One of them is the jack of all trades we talked about before um, because it's just so overused and so badly used. If you were a jack of all trades, you could do anything from making my food at dinner to doing my taxes and be my legal representative. That would be a jack of all trades. If you can't do all three of those things, obviously you've already started to narrow it down. So I'm not a huge fan of that phrase. The other one is using responsible for. I'm responsible for this which is an indicator to me that you're about to list me your daily duties list. And that's great. And that's honestly how we all used to write resumes, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But nowadays, your resume is much more of a marketing tool. It's much more selling your accomplishments and your achievements, not your daily duties. And so those two things are kind of my big pet peeves.
0: And how important is it to avoid industry buzzwords and lingo? We have so many acronyms in the defense industry. Is it really important to keep those off your resume?
1: I think you need to minimize them. But it also depends on your situation and what you're going for as well. You know, sometimes industry buzzwords are going to be the thing that actually helps you get the job. If you have a certain certification or you know how to do a certain computer language, and that's what they're looking for. Obviously, if knowing Java, you need to have Java written on your resume. If you have a PMI certification, you absolutely need to have that. But if you're speaking in industry lingo and kind of insider language, that can be a negative. Because if you're so insider that no one else can understand you or what you've done, that's definitely not going to help you. You're really going to have to kind of translate this into civilian language, as I like to say. So that civilian not only just hears a bunch of buzzwords, but really gets what you mean when you're talking about that specific thing. So you have to kind of think of it in terms of what's in it for them. If you've been flying drones for the government for five years, then how is that going to help your next employer? What skills can you take away from that, that you can translate into your next position? Are they going to be having you fly drones too? Maybe, maybe not, but it could be you've used specific skills and software while doing that that would translate into any role. And so there's a very fine line you have to follow when you're doing that kind of insider language and industry buzzwords. Sometimes you can get away without using it and sometimes you can't, but make sure you're writing it for a civilian ear not a government year.
0: Okay. And then kind of back to that whole, you know, translation business. So we do have the issue that a lot of veterans come out with maybe multiple career tracks they might want to consider or pursue. Is it really important that they, if they do want to do that, that they're writing different resumes for each of those positions that they're applying for? Oh, I hate this question. I will say that
1: I'm hesitant to answer this question because If I say, yes, you should write a resume for every single role, people might take that as, I want you to write a resume for every single job description you ever apply to. And that's a lot of busy work. I would say if you have multiple different avenues that you are looking to go down and they are sufficiently different enough that your resume could not cover both, then yes, you probably need a different version for each different avenue however you i don't want you to think that you have to i want you to write a re, rewrite your resume every single time you see a job lead come up because that's just hours of work if you might you now if you have your you know your generic document resume and you need to tweak that for 5 minutes to match their lingo and match the way they term things For example, if their job description is saying, hey, I need you to supervise 20 people and your resume has been talking about leading groups of 50 to help with the search engine optimization and minimal things like that, obviously spending five minutes tweaking your resume for a situation I think is fine. But I would hate for anyone to listen to this and think I want you to rewrite a resume from scratch. However, if you're doing multiple different job searches kind of all at the same time, then you might need a form resume for each track.
0: I think that makes sense. We should have one main overarching resume and then potentially, you know, a second or third if you are are really pursuing different things, but then tweaking versus completely rewriting your resume for every job. Because I do think some of that—that that is a misconception that, oh, I'm applying for a new position. I need to rewrite my resume and include every keyword that I saw in the position description.
1: Early in my career, I happened to be laid off and I was sitting there all day and I'd be like, oh, wow, I just spent eight hours today and I applied to three jobs. And I just, you know, it's just so much time and effort going in and to redo that. I feel that there's a much more efficient or much better use of your time than, you know, doing busy work. So really looking at how you're spending your time. If you see that you're applying to a lot of jobs in the sector, well, if that's something that you're really suited for and qualified for, then maybe having an overarching document kind of geared toward that would be fine. But I would hate for you to spend 10 hours a day and just apply to jobs online. Is
0: there anything else you want to add, advice for transitioning service members or just advice for job seekers about resumes in general?
1: Absolutely. As great as your resume is, it doesn't do you any good if you don't get it in front of live people. Be sure to take that resume out and get to networking events, meet people, Get their feedback. Really talk to people about what's really going on out there in the marketplace. That might give you more
0: information than you could ever learn looking at a computer. Thank you for tuning in to the Security Clearance Careers Podcast. For resume tips, job search advice, and more, visit news.clearancejobs.com. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. Bye-bye.